Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help you unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and in life. In addition to our podcast, The Breakthrough is a coaching and advisory business that provides programs for business leaders, owners, and managers to develop your skills and capabilities to boost your business and enjoy a better life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Welcome along to this week's episode of Business Leader Breakthroughs. I'm Ryan Castle and joined by my business partner, Dr. Mike Ashby. Thanks, Mike, Ryan. Great how are you doing? Be. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. And well, too. Yeah. <laughs> Great result. Thank you. Now, you had an uh, interesting discussion with a uh, prospect, I guess, this, this week. Yep. Uh, thinking about what was motivating him, what he mm. wanted to uh, be doing with his time and what he yeah, didn't want to be doing. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's also kind of a bit of a personal confession, really, mm. which is I don't want to manage. Mm. Mm. I don't want to manage. I realized this a little while ago. And in fact, it was part of the reason that I got out of corporate was I don't, I don't want to manage, you know? I want to go into business and I want to play. Mm. I want to play, I want to create, I want to build, I want to go fishing, uh, you know, but I don't want to manage because management's hard. Yeah, hard know? work. It is hard work. Yeah. So, so what? And sometimes I- not so much fun. No. Yeah, it can be, but at times it's also not. Well, Whereas I, the, the next acquisition or the next yeah. new product development is like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah want to get yeah, part yeah. of that. Yeah, and I think it's a real problem unless you kind of confront that, um, own up to it and go, okay, um, I'm not the world's greatest manager. And, and then it becomes a matter of, well, if you're not the world's best manager, then what are you doing with your managers? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not a very good manager you're probably not going to run a very good management team mm. because you're not going to do the basics of management, which are, you know, for me, the difference between management and leadership is management is about managing individuals and leadership is about leading teams. Um, I think I think earlier on, probably on reflection, I was a pretty good manager. I was invested with individuals and, and managers, but... But as time went on, I became more interested in the leadership dimension, which was the bigger picture, you know, where do I take people, you know, where do I take this organization, what's possible, et cetera, et cetera. And the mechanics of management um, became just less interesting. And I think probably, um, I think that's true of many of the business owners we've worked with. Mm. They love the idea of process consistency. They love the idea of detail. Uh, they may even be quite good at planning themselves. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still very much a planner. Mm-hmm. I love the kind of taking the big picture and, yes, making people's lives very noisy and annoying with kind of, oh, I've got a new idea. But uh, not too bad at kind of uh, certainly managing myself. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm good at managing myself. Um, but the next bits, and this is why this is the managing director of the Breakthrough Company. Because I recognised quite a while ago that, you know, between the two of us, um, you've got much more interest in it and much more skill in it than I've got. So we've kind of, you know, that's, but that's okay for us. How does it go if you haven't got such an able business partner uh, where, you know, we are very complementary? And I see a lot of business owners struggling with this thing that they don't want to manage. 
So they do it reluctantly. And how does that play out? It means that their managers never get much beyond doers. Mm. And so the ma- so the leaders, let's distinguish between the owners and the managers, and the owners end up doing the manager's job. And I was reading a uh, HBR article about uh, the reasons why people leave their, leave their jobs. Oh, yeah. Mm. What do you think the number one reason was that people depart their, depart uh, their jobs? Oh, uh, pay, maybe? No. 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 Number one is uh, the relationship they have with their current manager. Yeah. So if you've got a retention uh, challenge in your business, yeah. the first place to look would be how are your managers looking after the staff? Yeah. And if you've got a direct uh, retention issue, as in your direct reports mm. leaving you as a business owner, mm-hmm. mm, what did someone say? Start mm. with the man in the mirror? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, that's oh. right. And I think it's, um, you know, I think one of the things you have to accept as a, as a business owner, as a business leader is uh, that the outcomes you get are actually your responsibility. You know, the, the mirror bit, uh, everything that happens inside that organisation is your responsibility, yes. which means you might not have done it, mm-hmm. or you might not have done anything. Either way, mm. you're responsible because the people who are working there, how they perform, they your that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have that you have that impact whether you do nothing or not, and and either way, do nothing, <laughs> do something. <laughs> it's going to have an impact. You're going to transmit, yep. as we say. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it, working with um, uh, business owners, is helping them understand the difference between leadership and management. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the great things about the work we're doing in active management is, you know, we take those dimensions of teaching managers how to manage. We take that off the business owner, and that's that's just you can see it's just a huge relief. They want they want their managers to step up. They want their managers, they don't want to do their manager's job for them, which is yes. how it often feels, right? Yes, yep, totally. They they end up kind of doing their job for them. They end up micromanaging, they end up just pissing their managers off. But worse than that is that their managers never get a sense of space. They never get a sense of opportunity to grow, right? Mm-hmm. So taking that off them, uh, is a really fundamental part of, of how the active management program works. Here is the content that you guys don't have the time or patience or uh, aptitude to teach your people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not a very good manager, you're probably not a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. Do we know business owners who are good teachers? Oh, uh, we know some, but yeah. they're they're the rarity. They're not the not the norm. Yeah. And. Part of it's the skill of teaching. Yeah. Part of it is just the uh, disinterest in that part. You know, they would rather be doing the fun, fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think a really important point is that organisations that are uh, truly most successful on an active management program is the one where the the owner or the leader is very much part of the learning. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, don't be confused that we are saying, hey, look, you can get your team to do our active management program, and then you can just abdicate and walk yeah, away. That's right. That's and it's right. like, yes, we'll bring the skill, we'll bring the we'll bring the knowledge, we'll bring the formula, yeah, yeah. but you have to stay involved as a leader because yeah. that's that's what what makes it work. One of the that's absolutely right. One of the critical things that there was a, a recent study of uh, the future of leadership development, you know, management training, and one of the things that learning and development managers struggle most with is getting engagement from the leaders, from mm-hmm. the senior team. Mm-hmm. So, and and you know, one of our, one of our kind of acts of co-creation when we designed AMP was to hardwire the leaders' involvement in it. Mm. So, 
you don't have to worry about, you know, kind of teaching because we've got the content for you. You don't have to worry about uh, the facilitation piece and helping people learn because we've got a facilitator who who will help. But you still have to take ownership of the clarifying the expectations with your people. You can't contract that out. And I don't want to give the impression that as a leader, you can contract that all out. It just means that your your kind of sphere of influence is much less about getting them to do their job and more about enabling them as managers. And that's, you know, people will work well if they're clear about what's expected of them. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people a lot of managers fail to perform because their leaders are not clear about expectations. Mm-hmm. This is what I want you to do. Instead, they just go and do it for them. That should work. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then the leader gets incredibly frustrated that they're going, you know, that, that phrase we hear from our owners all the time, uh, I feel like I'm doing my manager's mm-hmm. job for them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If that's how you're feeling, it's probably how your manager's team is feeling as well because they're... Yeah, your managers are going, oh, I feel like I'm doing my team's job yeah, yeah. for them yeah. because that's the way the organisation's been been set from the top. And, and I think if you feel like you're doing your manager's job, it's because you're doing a poor job managing. That's fundamentally it. Oh, that was nice. I know. That was nice. It's, it's, but it's, it's a harsh, yeah. harsh but fair. Yeah. Can you say that one again? If you feel like you're doing your manager's job for them, it's because you're doing a poor job managing them. Is nice. That, 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 that was good. That was good. Yeah, two in a row. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that's about... Uh, if you're having to do that, you have failed to be clear about the expectations. You have failed to coach them. And I mean coach them, I don't mean instruct them. I mean coach them in that kind of developing Mm -hmm. capability way. You failed to have conversations with them about how they might go about that. What does, you know, what's the learning about um, when to apply this judgment? So, or you've, you've failed to train them that they, you simply haven't allowed them to develop the skills or put them in an environment where they can develop the skills mm-hmm. to manage, to, to do the stuff that you yeah. want them to do. So it's kind of, I, I, I really do think, um, as I said before, you know, the, the outcomes we get, any of the outcomes we get in our organisation as leaders, that our responsibility. If mm-hmm. your managers aren't managing, it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're somehow failing them. And I think that's that, that awareness is where you can start. And let's acknowledge that most people end up in management roles having progressed through an organisation mm-hmm. because they've been good at a technical role or, or a job in the business. Mm. They've shown some aptitude and some attitude and some some skill. And next thing they've got manager or somewhere in their title, yeah. who's shown them what great management looks like. Yeah. Very, very rarely do organisations have yeah. a programme that actually grow great managers. They tend to yeah. throw people in the deep end and go, oh, I hope, I hope that works out. Yeah. And they're, they're screaming. Around. I heard, I heard one of our um, members refer to it as they felt like they had imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. So they were they yeah, were being I'm a being a manager yeah. and they didn't really know what they were doing. They didn't have a high level of confidence, they mm. didn't have tools, mm. they didn't have frameworks to use. So they felt like a bit of an imposter as a manager. Mm. Faking you know, it. Faking it, yeah, mm. totally. I know. They didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. And particularly the particularly common in people's thirties when you're really kind of perhaps new to it. Mm-hmm. Particularly common if you haven't had any training in it. Uh, if you're new to it, um, I guess the scary thing I'm just just reflecting on is how I have modelled management and leadership, and you know, go back to where we started. I don't really like, you know, I'm not really very good at it. 
So I probably have not taught people very well mm. about how to manage from a, from a personal example point of view. Uh, fortunately, I've had the benefit of working with a lot of managers and the opportunity to think more widely about it. And, you know, I'd probably make, uh, I think one of the things I'd probably, I'm a slow learner, but on reflection about how I was a manager, some of the things I did well and some of the things I didn't do so well, I've kind of got a much better sense of, yeah, where I was not so good yeah. and where I could have been better. Yeah. And we've talked in previous podcasts about how important awareness is. Yeah. And I think both as business leaders and managers, sometimes we're just not very aware of what great management looks like and how poor a job we're, we're doing. Yeah. And look, I don't mean poor as in nobody's trying, you've mm. got a bad attitude. Mm. You know, everyone's trying really hard is what we observe, that people are putting in full commitment to their organisations and their roles. Yeah. They just lack the awareness of what greatness yeah. looks like around around management. Yeah. We so talk, they muddle through. They muddle through. But they almost don't realise that they're only muddling through. Mm. They just kind of think that's what mm. reality, mm-hmm. that's that's as good as, it, good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Because we talk to most people and ask them, you know, how, how would you rate yourself as a manager? And most people go, oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not bad. And then we go, well, here's 12 skills that yeah. we teach you in the active management program. Yeah. How expert would you say you are in each of those? And yeah. they're like, ooh. Yeah. I don't even know what half of them are, <laughs> let alone how, yeah. how good I am at them. In fact, we've got an assessment tool. We've just developed an assessment tool for management effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people listening in can click here, as we say. Yep. In the show notes below yep. the uh, below the, the podcast notes. or on, on our YouTube channel, you'll be able yep. to access those. Let's have you look in the mirror about your effectiveness as a manager. I promise I'll share my... Oh, do I promise I'll share my results? <laughs> hey, you've promised it. We heard you say it out loud, so you're going to. I'll share my results on, the, on that yeah. kind of management effectiveness yeah. piece. But, I, but it does. It absolutely starts with... The awareness piece is always the hard part. It's like the fish in water. You know, when people realise that they actually don't like management, they realise yep. that they even shouldn't even be managing. Yep. You know, what they should do is be developing a management team so that they can focus on creating, because that's where they, that's where the biggest result they'll get, mm. is being able to focus on building the business, creating new markets, finding new customers, new product, playing. Yeah. You know, that, that's the gig. Yeah, we refer to it as building the business machine. Yeah, and once yeah. the machine yeah. is cranking, it's, it's going along with momentum, uh, then that is when you can step away from the day-to-day operations and go and do the fun stuff that most of us mm. like to do as, as owners and leaders. And, and as always, the dilemma is in order to get to that machine, you have to step back. Mm. You have to actually let people develop. Now, if you're going to do that in a reasonably well-managed way, then you need to have some clear lanes in which they can practice their swimming. Mm-hmm. You don't just kind of chuck them in the water, the deep ender principle, yeah. as I yep. used to call it. Uh, you don't just chuck them in the water and see how they go. You actually need to spend the time with them, letting them go under their own steam, letting them make mistakes, giving them coaching. So, you know, that's the, I guess that's the value of the, uh, the active management program. Mm-hmm. There's a structure and process Correct. that will give you the lanes, you then can just do the coaching and the fine mm-hmm. tuning mm-hmm. as opposed to the heavy lifting. Yeah. That's yep. good, isn't it? That's good. Fine tuning rather than yeah. heavy, lif- heavy lifting. Yeah. Because yeah. often when heavy lifting's involved, it just gets avoided. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, does. oh, that's it too does. hard. I'm too busy. Yeah. I'd rather be doing yeah. other things. There's a whole bunch and of easier things gets, to do that I can kind of mm, get that feeling of making progress. Yeah. 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 So 
Jump into the show notes, guys. Grab that link through to the management effectiveness survey. Uh, do it yourself as a leader. Give mm. it to your team to do. Uh, get that awareness going going first. And then if you'd like some help with developing the team, that's certainly something we help with with our active management program. Love to talk to you about it. Love to hear your comments about that kind of, how do you feel? Are you any good as a manager? Do you enjoy doing it? How do you kind of, uh, how do you make that shift from management to leadership? Love to hear. Thanks for joining us today, guys. See you next time.